Welcome to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill Dement, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair for over the past decade, we have learned a few things. From the big wins to the occasional mistakes, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry. We don't have all the answers, but perhaps we can learn from a few things as we navigate the many adventures of owning a small business. Hey, 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 Bill. Welcome. Hey, good morning. Good day for a podcast. Oh, I'm so excited today. We have lots of things to talk about today. We have got an exciting guest today. We've got Trish Murphy from Marketing Sparring Pants. <laughs> Trish, Woo. welcome. Woo. Thanks. Our Great audience to be loves here. you. They do. Excellent. Well, listen, we're excited today. You are our in-house, well, outsourced, but our personal CMO marketing person. Uh, you've come on board as someone who's just helped us move from mediocre to, to what we think is excellent. So we're so excited to have you here. We want this to be just a great conversation. Um, but listen, let's have our audience know a little bit about you, where you came from. Tell us about First of all, I just love your name, Marketing Sparting Pants. I remember when you branded that, I just thought it was the most amazing name. Very giggly for Easy me. to remember. Easy to remember. So tell yeah. us. And I'll, I'll tell you about the rebranding, you know, after after my story. Um, maybe it'll give <clears throat> folks some, you know, encouragement. Um, so uh, I spent 12 years in marketing. I grew up right here in the state of Florida. And after that, I went in the military served four years um, in the Air Force, and then Excellent. got out, raised kids um, while I was raising my kids, and I homeschooled them as well. I put my th myself through college thanks to the Montgomery GI Bill. They paid my way, so that was, that was great. I got a degree in marketing, so I'm one of the very rare folks who are actually doing what I went to school right, for, right. <laughs> right? Yeah, one of one. <laughs> one of pretty much, one of one. Um, and, you know, I've been cutting my teeth in, in the marketing world, you know, ever since for the last 12 years or so. Most of that has been um, in the realm of small business. I completely fall in love with small business. I love what they do. Um, I love their stories. I love the reasoning. I love the struggles. Um, I know that sounds, you know, kind of crazy, but I do, mm -hmm. right? I, I connect with who they are and, um, you know, their dreams and aspirations. So, um Spent spent that time and so created my my company um, about six years ago after doing some free work for some friends who had small businesses. I'm like, hey, called them up one day. I'm like, hey, you want some free um, want some free marketing? And they wisely accepted. And um, <laughs> I don't think we got that offer, did we, James? No, 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 free offer. no. Uh, no. So you know, I really cut my teeth in applying um, you know the concepts I've learned and kind of working it out, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out what what's it really mean to do marketing for somebody. Yep. So. Well, I know that I came across you and our paths crossed when um, we were in our BNI group. You joined our BNI group. And of course, in BNI, you give every week, you give a little presentation. And I'm like, I started seeing all the little ways that we could benefit from having somebody um, come do our stuff. Because listen, we were doing our own social media. I had someone that was kind of helping us write our little meme style things and using before and afters but it was very inconsistent. One of the things you kept talking about was making sure you have a consistent feel, consistent brand, consistent, a consistent look. And, and frankly, I was like, oh, it's gonna be so expensive. I can't afford to have somebody manage all that. You know, we're just a small business. Um, and then we talked and you came on rather affordably. And at first you were just 
basically doing what you were doing, like just how many posts a week and you were just managing. We didn't even have an Instagram account back then, right? Yeah, no, just like three or four mm-hmm. posts a week, just kind of picking up where you guys left off and establishing some um, consistency eventually added an Instagram for you guys, you know, there's still more work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the way I see it. I'd like, there's, you see your, your social, like, Oh, I love it. And I'm like, well, eh, there's always work to do, right. right. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, ways to improve it. And that's what I see through my mm-hmm. lens. Um, well, that was one of the things that really drew us into doing business with you in the first place. One of the first things I knew about you as James began to introduce you was you commented hole in the wall. I want to build that brand. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's who I want on my team is somebody who wants to help build my brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that brand. I was like, "Ooh, I like that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right? I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> so. Me too. I like the brand a lot. We yeah. do. We like yeah. our brand. Um, so, some of the things that you've done for us um, at the beginning, or some of the things we want to focus on, because we want to talk to a little bit, a little bit today about social media and why is it important, um, some of the benefits of it, and obviously, you do more than that for us now. We brought you on. You now oversee a ton of stuff for us. Um, but as a small business owner who might be listening to this podcast in the future, you know, why would we want to even worry about social media? Ah, I'm a crossy old man. I don't do Facebook. Why would I care what people think? It's just the young whippersnappers who are on that stuff anyways. I mean, how are we wrong and how is going to help us? Right. And oh, first I want to say I completely understand and identify with, you know, that thinking and that emotion that small businesses have about social media. I have my own love-hate relationship with it. I completely understand. I have days where I just, I don't even want to look at it. So I get it. Um, There's some uniquenesses about social media that is brand new to the history of marketing, right? So when we look at the history of marketing, which really is only a little over a hundred years old, um, you could argue it started in the late 1800s, but Marketing as we understand it, the traditional marketing really didn't start kicking up till like the 1900s, 1910s, 1920s. Um, But in that space, um, you know, the marketing really was in this, what we now refer to as traditional marketing. It was advertising, right? Photos, um, just descriptions of the products. That's what it was. There was no avenue for a brand or a company to create a relationship with their target audience hmm. before, during, and after that purchase, right? So social media is has been this game changer in the last, you know, what, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still continues to evolve. And one of the challenges I see brands have is learning how to be, quote unquote, social, on social media. It's very, it is difficult. It's a major shift um, in, you know, the idea and understanding of what marketing is. And it's a major shift in in um, perspective and mindset for, for businesses. I completely understand why that's challenging. But the more that a business can have that outlook that, hey, social media can allow me to build a relationship, then you can capitalize on that, right? A billboard is never going to help you build a relationship mm. with your audience. And for the most part, billboards are completely outpriced for small businesses. That's just never going to happen. Um, and your ROA, for the most part, isn't isn't going to be there. But so there's that, right? It really has changed, um, you know, the environment of what marketing can be. And so for that alone, 
um, highly recommend. So it's really a value because it's for those who can't afford a billboard or can't afford a commercial on the radio or even print media is very expensive. And honestly, I've tried the the, the postcards that don't always work, you know, for right. certain industries. But social media, you can actually get in. First of all, to have your own platform of social media is no cost, right? To start a Facebook page or an Instagram account doesn't cost anything. Right. And so you can build organically, but even to purchase ad space is actually fairly affordable, right? So right. You, so just for 100 bucks a month, you can get some good ad space on, on Facebook. And those are people who are technically possibly looking for your services. And so I like that. You hit on one aspect I really love, and I think that I've always known it, but I never really dug into it, but the aspect of creating a relationship with your customer. Um, and for us, it's people who are on, say, our Facebook account, um, either our friends and family, past customers, or it's somebody who needed repair or will be needing repair so they didn't like our page. Right. Um, one of the things that I enjoy is that we've created like multiple stories throughout our page. So if you follow us for the over the course of a year, you're going to see obviously before and after pictures of drywall repair. That's a big deal for us. We want to make sure that we're patting ourselves on the back for the good job we're doing, but also like fun things on crew engagement when our staff are having meals and training sessions together or making fun of my my dogs, you know, Oliver mm-hmm. and Fletcher when they come in and branding them our chief morale officers. <laughs> um, and so you'll see posts with that. And because of that, it led to us doing live, you know, events, you know, for, for uh, the Pet Alliance and things. And those, that's the relationship side of this that I've always known, but I guess I didn't really, we couldn't really get that with just typical passing business cards or a billboard or a radio spot. Right. You never will, right? People mm-hmm. want to see that you're human. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to connect with you on an emotional level. That was not the case 40 years ago, even 25 years ago. There was very little opportunity for businesses to do that. They had to like hold an event and God forbid you weren't brick and mortar, how mm-hmm. do you do that? Mm-hmm. And being able to um, being able to engage is different. I mean, listen, print media and billboards and radio, they all have their place, right? So mm-hmm. this is really for how do as a small business who's not making a ton of profit or just a couple employees kind of help launch themselves. Obviously, we like referral marketing. We go to networking events, chamber of commerce or BNI. But being able to engage people where they are Social media is a big deal. Um, I myself find if I see a business that I want to know more about, I go to their Facebook page. Absolutely. And see what they're doing. And the history, what I love is if people just need to start early, even if you're doing it by yourself, Mm -hmm. just start posting. Right. Right. Because I go back several months or more just to see what they've been doing or have have they been open, have they had any issues. Um, It's a great, really great place to celebrate who you are as a company. Absolutely. So what are some just like tips and tricks? I know for us, you pulled us out of the before and after picture game and out of the exclusively, you know, happy 4th of July posts, Mm -hmm. right? So what are some of the things that you were able to do for us that you found successful? So one of the things I did, um, well, I stopped and thought, right? So Mm -hmm. I tell everybody great marketing is the byproduct of a thinking process. (laughs) So stop and think, right? Mm -hmm. Think it through. Who is your audience? What makes hole in the wall different, right? So ask yourself about your own business. What makes me different? If you are so close to your business that you don't know what makes you different, go ask your friends, right? What makes me different? And listen 
listen carefully, they'll tell you what makes you different, right? So, and that's going to be like your brand values, Mm -hmm. right? What do you stand for? What are, you know, what's the injustice in the world that you're trying to fix, right? Hole in the wall, they want to rid the world of drywall damage, right? Which is noble, right? Because I, my own home, if there's a, you know, the hole in the wall or, you know, the kids did something, it's just like it, Every time I walk in the door, I see that. I'm like, er, mm. you know, that is what it is. So get down to the roots of the, of, you know, what you stand for and why um, folks want to connect with you. And then um, just think that through, right? And start talking about those things. Another um, great tip is tell the story of your customers, right? Tell those stories if you can. Clearly, if you're in medical, that's kind of difficult, but you can clean those stories up, right? Um, same thing, you know, with what we talk about with some of your your customers, right? We we don't want to get too many details because a customer might be like, hey, that happened to my house. Mm-hmm. But we try to, you know, create stories where it really could have been anybody. Um, you know, dog was going to chew on your wall and things like that. So tell the stories of your customers. Don't talk about stop selling, like stop selling, please like stop selling, right? The whole goal for social media is give, 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 right? Um, Eventually you're going to sell, but you're giving, right? And then um, don't be afraid to pull the curtains back, right? Tell, show people what you do on a regular basis. We call these like behind the scenes. People love that. As humans, we are inherently nosy, Mm. which is precisely why reality TV has done so well and TikTok and YouTube and you have the kids goofing off on YouTube or making like millions of dollars, basically doing the silly stuff in the backyard that I would scream at my kids for doing, right? right? (laughs) So, um, you know, get personal, you know, it's uncomfortable to pull people into your world um, and it's a little scary sometimes to like show them how you do what you do mm-hmm. and to, you know, peel the curtain back a little bit and, and, you know, kind of expose what you really do, but that's what people connect with. Well, more real people, right? So people want to see real people. Right. Um, I find, uh, there's some small businesses that their websites are so pristine, that are so fake, um, that it's hard to tell, even to find their phone numbers difficult. Uh, you go to their Facebook page and it's just all you know, non-personal, meme type posts, but being able to kind of peel back that curtain, like you were saying, to kind of look behind the scenes. It's okay. We're real people. It's kind of like my house. I keep a very clean house, but it's a lived-in house. Right. You know, my wife does a wonderful job, but sometimes to see the realness is there. That's a very good point. And so one of the things I want to stress for your listeners is stay away from stock like the really pretty stock photos. It's okay occasionally to throw that up, but don't be afraid to take out your cell phone and take your own photos, right? Block a few hours on a day, go around the city at a bookstore, you know, whatever you're doing, just take all these different photos, you know, maybe of your to-do list or, you know, your desktop or, you know, whatever, and bank a bunch of, con- uh, you know, content and, uh, you know, use that, um, use your own photos if yeah, you we've, can. And, and we've actually tried to do that. We encourage our technicians uh, to take before and after photos, to take uh, movies. We have one technician that specializes in doing time uh, lapse. Time lapse, yeah. and in just a, a minute, yeah. you can watch an entire job being performed, mm-hmm. and it's and it's absolutely intriguing to watch. We're, right. we're nosy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're nosy. Like we want to see how. Like I want to know. I mean, I'm not actually going to do my own drywall, but I'd like to know how. Like, right. what's it look like? But I'm not really going to do it. Or, or even what to expect when someone comes in your house. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I love that because. So we're starting at the basics, just post something, right? Yeah. 
post something real, post something that's you. But every platform has has a different level. We've talked about Facebook a bunch, but but there's Reels and Instagram. There's you know there's all kinds of other things. What are some of the things that you can utilize that doesn't cost a lot of money? in these social medias that actually have these tools inside their, their platforms. So my biggest insider tip for everybody, um, I kind of feel uneasy telling you this, but um, it's free. It's there. Take your time and find it in what's called now like the biz, the, the meta business suite, you can schedule your posts right inside of Facebook. So if you're on a tight budget and you're like, I don't want to, like pay for Hootsuite or, you know, Buffer or whatever these scheduling things are. Um, that's fine. Don't. It, there's right. free tools inside of fa- um, Facebook. Occasionally that's quirky and sometimes it'll make you pull your hair out, but that's okay. It doesn't cost you anything. My own personal theory is the posts that do that are scheduled through Facebook actually do a little better. It's my yeah. own hunch. I don't have like... The data on that. But- right. Because yeah. I'll have some brands that are doing just fine using the software we use. And then I have other brands like they're struggling a little bit, but it's my own personal theory. Anyway, it's a, it's a free tool and you can schedule right to Facebook and Instagram and you can do your posts and your stories right from, right from there. So how valuable is it if you're like an owner operator, like obviously Bill and I have the luxury of having technicians that work for us, but say I owned an AC company or a plumbing company. I mean, is it useful? Is it beneficial just to pop on Facebook Live and to, to do a quick video of yourselves, or even record yourselves while you're driving? Or I, I, see, I actually find myself I'm almost more engaged in those real cell phony posts than I am by the more pristine honed. Absolutely. Videos. So when I tell my clients, um, you know, when we start talking about video, and yes, you know, these pristine, you know, videos have a place in your business. Um, I would say just not necessarily. Facebook on a regular basis. Yeah. Pull out your phone. Like if you, that's step one, right? If you can't afford, you know, the couple grand for a really nice video, don't apologize for that. It's okay to be small. Um, you have a thousand dollar phone sitting on your desk, pull that bad boy out and use it. Right. But, um, you know, folks connect more with that realism. Um, so the prettier it is, the less people are going to connect on social media. It's social for a reason. So what are some of the more successful platforms um, that you find you need to focus on first as a small business? So I'm a big fan of Facebook, especially recently what this is. Let's give the date. This is July 2022, right? It's important because these algorithms change often. If we were talking six months ago, people were still frustrated with the algorithms. But there's been some changes recently and Facebook's gotten the hint from business owners that they're a little frustrated with the organic reach. Um, from their posts. So I'm a big fan of that just because there's so many people on like 9 billion people on Facebook. Um, Like your people are there, at least a lot of them, right? Um, There's people like, well, my grandma's on there. So I I went to Twitter or whatever. Well, grandma probably has money and she owns a home and she's going to need something, right? (laughs) Um, So there's validity to it, right? And then um, Instagram right now is, you you know, it's a little bit of upheaval, you know, right now when we talk. So I, you know, there's some brands that are doing great, some brands that aren't doing great. Um, I'm plugged into marketers around the world, right? And there's some people who are like, you're just not going to grow unless you're doing reels. And other people are like, no, I disagree. Um, what I'm seeing with the small businesses is that reels, did they do make a difference? They help you with the reach. Um, I have some clients who their reels are doing amazing and is also resulting in additional followers. I have other clients that their reels are doing amazing and they're not getting a lot of followers from it. 
it's fine. People are seeing it. I'm not too worried about it. Right. Um, and um, so, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, though, you know, the, have a presence on those um, major platforms. If you like TikTok, go ahead and do it, right? If you're comfortable with it, just know that it's going to be a little bit more time consuming. Just know that going forward. Um, choose a platform maybe where your your competitors aren't. Um, that's a that's an option, right? Um, and then ask yourself, you know, am I business to consumer? Am I business to business? Am I business to government? And then that will help you choose what platform to focus your efforts more on. So for example, um, I had a meeting with a client, um, you know, last week and they're like, you know, we don't think a lot of people are going to, you know, find us on Facebook and Instagram. Like they're just not there. We're business. We're a business to business. We're dealing with property managers. And I was like, well, are you doing it on thing on LinkedIn? They're like, no. I'm like, well, let's take a look. So we just kind of did some digging and looked at all the property managers in the, the local area. And there's a lot and they're active. I'm like, well, there's your, there's your target audience right mm-hmm. there. Yep. So let's double down on LinkedIn. And we snooped at their competitors and they're not on there either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this is an opportunity, mm-hmm. um, you know, to have some consistent content. Let's, let's beef up your page. Let's beef up what you're doing on your profiles. Let's have a conversation with your sales folks and help them utilize this platform. Where does a where does a Google type platform fit into that? Um, so uh, since we spend so much, so Google is great for you know local SEO, right? It's also good for advertising if if that's in your marketing mix, right? Keep in mind, you know, social media, local SEO, ads, um, all of these things that you're doing is part yeah. I would, of a, th- I would think pay per click is a big piece of that. Yeah, but just keep like it's it's all part of a much bigger plan, right? So I, I encourage you have a bigger plan, right? Um, and just and keep all of that in perspective. Um, and so and, and that's a t- that's a tough one. So you know, the Google platform really just kind of depends on your business. So for example, my business, I don't even have a Google business suite because. I work out of my home and I don't want anybody to know my address. So I I don't do that. And that's fine. Um, Well, I think from our perspective, we, we started with Google a decade ago and and I know the world has changed a hundred times since then. Organically, not paying, but organically. Organically. But the real, uh, real powerhouse element of that for us has been reviews. It, yeah, truly. And that falls in the local SEO category, okay. which is which is huge, like where you're popping up on the map um, or, and also like the what's called the local, the, like the pack, right? right. The, the top. Mm-hmm. In so that little... is it a listing of three companies now? One time I know it was seven. I think it's yeah, three it currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I can't remember. It it changes. But that, you know, the reviews is very good, especially for the trades services. Um, very important. But reviews, like the number of reviews and like how many yeah, stars. Yeah, the overall quality. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if, if you look at um, if you look at search results and things like that from Google's perspective, right, they want to make sure that they're providing um, top quality relevant content, right? Good search, like they're concerned about their users, right? So if you think of it in terms from their perspective, right? They want to provide that quality content, right? That accurate information to, to, um, you know, their, their users. So when they're going to compare, you know, let's say hole in the wall to, you know, another, another drywall company and they only have, the other company only has, you know, 40 reviews and you have 253, mm-hmm. Google's like, well, 
who's going to be, who am I going to put first? Right. You know, hole in the wall. It's easy. But yeah, that's what we want. We want to be first. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 375 this morning, by the way. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah, and growing. Very good. So it kind of leads me to, you, you mentioned on it earlier, um, as a small business, I'm starting out, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So first thing is, if I have a place, even though I don't make, maybe I'm out of my house, I could still get a Google business page. You um, can. Just to start building their reviews. So you can, you can. So Google has what's called a service area Mm -hmm. that they will allow you. So you can have a Google suite, Google business profile, Mm -hmm. I think is what it's called now. And um, you don't actually have to put your address on there. Now that does limit you if you want to utilize some certain tools that are out there that will help you grow your citations and, and grow your reviews because those softwares that software is tied to a, um, they connect with your Google business profile that has an address. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of down a rabbit hole, but. Yeah. So at least getting a presence on Google so you can receive reviews is important because it drives us a lot for reviews and, and, and the organic searching and then focus on other platforms like a Facebook account, um, Instagram potentially. And as you grow, add more, uh, what else? So we use, we were actually dragged into like next door. We weren't even right. on next door. Yeah. Right. And all of our customers are reviewing us in next door. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we better get a next door page. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so, and there's other ones out there. There's, there's for services, there's Thumbtack and there's some mm-hmm. other handyman stuff. Well, services. there's some other organic stuff too. There's the Better Business Bureau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Home Advisor. Angie, Angie, yeah. lists, Angie leads now. Yelp as well. Yeah, you know, Yelp is free. Angie costs money to advertise, but you can get an Angie list, an Angie leads page for free. Right. Um, Home Advisor does cost uh, to advertise. Yeah, and yeah, I know we've we've used all of them in between. You know, adding them all together, <clears throat> there are thousands of reviews for Hole in the Wall now. Yeah, right. Just just using a variety. Mm-hmm. Right. And we get reviews on Facebook a lot. I mean, we get a lot yeah. of reviews on Facebook and mentions um, all the time. So if I'm just starting out in a small business, I have access to a handful of things that are going to help us build our local brand right. for fairly low cost. Right. And then we get to the point that, because I, I know when I engaged you, I had um, I had multiple SEOs. We have multiple websites and service right. areas. I had multiple people that had touched our website. I had people that were working on business cards. I had print media people. I had um, promotional items people and embroidery right. people. And it I was had, a lot to wrangle in, wasn't it? I, yeah. When I, when I counted it all out one day, I think it was at 14 or 18 different marketing-ish type things that I had to touch. Right. And as a business owner, it was very time-consuming. It is. Um, and so that's when I was, I raised red flag. And, and beyond that, you're not an expert at it. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a pro at this stuff. I, right. I mean, I, I will fake my way through it. And so that's when I was like, well, when I saw what you could offer and then I, we tiptoed our, our, ourselves mm-hmm. in the water with you doing the social media. And then eventually I just said, you know, can you wrangle all of these for me? Right. Um, and that's what caused me because I, I figured time is money. How much is my time worth? Right. If I was an attorney, I'm charging 275, 300 bucks an hour, right? Well, let's just say my time is worth 100 bucks an hour. Right. And I'm spending three hours a month, which I wasn't. I was spending probably yeah, was six more than, or yeah, more. That's right. probably accurate. Month. Yeah. And I found myself not doing it right, failing in certain areas, 
Um, I mean, heck, I'm horrible at typos. I mean, Bill's always correcting my, my typos. You know, You're know, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, thank God for you and Mary and the typo grammar police. Um, so if I, if I actually add up all the time that I was almost wasting, right, it, it basically paid for your services with a savings. Right. And then the level of excellence that we get with a professional. Oh, the right? boost in quality, it was terrific. It was night and day. Right. right? And, and even, it, listen, even if they can't hire you or a firm like yourselves, being able to get somebody else to have a, a second pair of eyes on their content is also very important. Right. Um, I have the luxury of bugging you multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I'm, I'm getting a new sticker printed yeah. up. Why don't you approve it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't familiar. let me do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we focus a lot on social media, but I mean, what else are some things that, that you are bringing to the table for us that you can actually offer to somebody else? So for you guys, um, you know, what, what we do is we, we wrangle your marketing operations in a way. So really, um, and that's that, you know, fractional CMO, chief marketing officer kind of role. Um, and I can plug in and, and, and handle some of these things and oversee it and, um, you know, say, no, don't do this or yes, do this, or let's go in this area. And, um, or let's, let's clean up this brand a little bit before moving forward, or maybe see it this way instead of saying it that way. Um, you know, really content, contacting other vendors for you, like your vendors, things like that. So, um, and in a lot of ways, it's like that marketing director role. Um, so marketing director just spends all the little moving marketing, you know, plates. They may not be the one who's writing the copy or doing the design, but they're directing how that works. Right. Mm -hmm. Very similar to a chief marketing officer. Um, CMOs tend to be a little bit more on the strategy side. So, um, it just kind of depends, but, um, you know, it, a a business at your size, and here's the demographic that I see often, a business who's doing that like $1.2, $1.4 million have between, you know, a handful of employees, 10, 12, whatever, that that seems to be the demographic where they have so many little things going on in marketing that it's becoming another job for them. And they don't like it because A, it's time consuming and they feel like they just don't have the experience to do it well. And they're correct in that. So they often are faced with the decision, hey, do I hire somebody to do that? And if I hire part-time, like how am like what's the quality of work? Like what's the experience can I afford? What's this gonna be? If they're an employee, it comes with, you know, there's a hiring process and um, you know, there's it opens a Pandora's box of HR, you know, and employment responsibilities and things oh, like yeah. that, right? So whereas you can outsource this to an agency, they can act as that marketing director or fractional CMO um and do these things for you. And for us, it's it's not hard at all. Mm-hmm. We do it all the time, mm-hmm. um, literally. And um often we know we know our customers well enough that it's it just it just happens. It's very easy. So we can manage all those things for you guys. And that's, that's what we do. Right. So you, you, we recently, you know, cleaned up your business cards and, you know, some other mm-hmm. promotional materials. I think we're working on cleaning up some of, um, your website content in preparation for, you know, website. your website being mm-hmm. redone and, you know, and, um, some language, you know, we're talking about keyword that top secret kids, we can't talk about it, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so, and, um, you know, some other things that, that we've talked about, um, yeah. that I'm helping you with and, your tagline, I think, that you might be using going, you know, nationally when you franchise. Yeah. Can't talk about love, that yet. Love unless the you guys want to. Oh, yeah. Love your walls again. By right. the time this podcast comes out, that's out of the bag. Okay. So, good. All right. Um, and so, and, and honestly, being able to uh, 
to do that job. So if someone wanted like your services, but they don't live in Florida, that's right. okay, right? You can do oh. a lot of this remotely, right? Absolutely. Computer, Absolutely. Computer works pretty much anywhere. Right. So if you, all right, so I drew this from our BNI meeting. Sure. And and you always have, you know, what's a good referral for me? And, and so I'm going to ask you, what are some pain points? What are some things that business owners come to you with that are keywords or key phrases for you? Right. So in the social media, it's time. Like, so one of the misconceptions I see often with business owners is they really don't understand the amount of time, creative energy, and brain power that goes into social media. So they just, they assume that, oh, because social media is free, like this is, it's free. It's it's a free platform. It's not free marketing. Like, so it, it can be very labor intensive, like upwards of 45 minutes to put together a post, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it really can, especially if, if, you know, the folks need to be, if other businesses or people need to be tagged in that post, it can take a while, um, to post them, making sure that you've posted or, you know, tag the correct, um, you know, account and things like that. So it really can take some time. Um, so our average, we time it cause we, we keep track of what we do. Um, it's about, it's average of 45 minutes, right? Um, probably a little bit more. Um, and also depends on the client, but yeah, it, it can be very, very time consuming. So time is often, you know, the thing I see a lot. I just don't have the time. Another thing is like, I just, I don't like it. Like, uh, I don't like it. They'll come and say, like, I know I need it and I don't like it. So don't blame you. And then another thing um, often is I don't know what to post. I hear that a lot. And it doesn't mean that they don't have um, valuable things to say or ways to connect with their people, but they're so in their forest of right. their business. It's difficult for them <clears throat> to see what, you know, their value is. And I have the same problem. Like, well, you'll see gaps in my own stinking social media, even though I have somebody on my team who does it. Like, we'll, we'll sit there on the table and scratch our head going, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> like, hmm. So I have to wait till, like, I have this stroke of genius, you know. And, and you know, one of the things I do, though, is I'll call my assistant after a meeting, and I'll just dump on all the stuff we talked about. And she's like, oh, this is gold. And she's, like, writing it all down and all that stuff. <laughs> nice. so. yep. But, um so that happens. So that those are one of the pain points. It's time. Um, uh, on average, small businesses spend about twenty-four hours a month on social media. Mm. So what we do is we give that time back to our clients. Right. Well, that's pretty important. Um, and frankly, I'm a big believer in outsourcing as a small business. It, you know, when you're a small business, to have an in-house bookkeeper full-time is is or even part-time is just not cost-effective. So you have to outsource the bookkeeping. Right. Um, we can manage our own SEO, but frankly, we don't know what we're doing. And Google's always changing the rules. We have to outsource right. the SEO. Um, social media is one of those things that, unless you're good at it, you got to outsource that. Right, right, right. So being able to, to find someone that can help you outsource all that is a good deal. Um, anything else we've not talked on that we want to we touch on? I think we've got a lot going on. Um, I really want people to know how to get in touch with you. Sure. And, and if they want to learn more about... Smarty pants. Sure. Oh, well, let me tell the branding story for a yeah. minute. Oh, yes. Right. So actually, um, the business was called Trident Marketing a couple of years ago. Cause when it originally started, it was going to be an SEO company. When I started with a couple of other friends, I was going to be, you know, the business development side of it. And I had, you know, super geeky, you know, friend who could do all the SEO stuff. Um, and then another friend who had connections to some other big businesses. Well, 
this was my main gig. It was their like little hobby side project. And after a while I realized, listen, love these guys, but they, this is not priority for them. Like I'm, I want to build a business. I'm not here playing footsies under the table. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I want to, I want to do some stuff on marketing. I really love it. So it was like, um, but in that, in that timeframe where I was out socializing this SEO stuff, what I discovered is that small businesses have terrible content. Like they really have terrible content. So I saw an opportunity there and I was like, well, let's start having these conversations with small businesses about their content and let's find ways where we can help them. And social media was an avenue that we could do that anyway. So that's why it was called Trident, Trident three, right? Got Mm -hmm. it. Um, And then, so when they rolled off the business, I just kept that name. And a couple of years ago I was at, um, at an event where, um, not Grant Cardone, but um, Gary Vaynerchuk was there and a bunch of other um, uh, speakers, well-known speakers, and I can't think of their names at this point. I'll think of it later. Um, and it was a point, and it was like, they made, and I knew this, but I, you know, like when you know a fact, it just takes hearing somebody else saying, you're like, okay, yeah, kick me in the pants um, and go do this. And they were like, you know, double down on your brand. Like, find a brand you love, double down, and double down on that. And Marketing Smarty Pants had been the name of my blog. So we would joke and, and kind of, um, you know, kick that around. And I just had this epiphany. And I had known I'd wanted to do this, but I was just af- too afraid to pull the trigger. And I really wanted to use Marketing Smarty Pants as my brand. And sitting in that conference, I was like, you know what? Take your own advice. <laughs> Be brave. Pull the trigger. Yeah. Do it. And I did. And it, it really... Um, you know, it came off really well because it sticks in people's minds way more than tried it. And the reason Yo, it, was, it's a great brand. And the reason is, is because I was running across people who would ask me, tell me why you named it Trident. Well, the reasoning why I right, uh, named it Trident wasn't relevant anymore. So I need it to, to be relevant. And now it's a story that makes sense. So um, if you're thinking of doing a rebrand, you know, don't be afraid, right? Yep. If it fits who you are and it's more relevant, do it. Absolutely do it. So that's my little marketing story about being um, afraid. That's a great story. It's a, yeah. It is a good story. I, I never heard that. Yeah. So um, best way to reach me. So LinkedIn is great. Um, tr- uh, Trish Murphy, you can find me um, on there. And then uh, email is trish at marketingsmartypants.com. And take a look at my website, no judging. Um and then um, I'm not going to give you my phone number. Too bad. You'll just no. have to go find it on your own. Find it. And and, and honestly, as a added benefit, female-run business, yeah. veteran-run business. Right. Um, in my mind, love love that as well. Yeah. Right. So awesome. Absolutely. And what I love is that Trish showed up for this podcast this morning. Mm-hmm. Sporting a hole in the wall logo on her shirt. I did. Listen, I I could be a hired gun for you. I have no shame. You give me your nice. Well, the shirt's nice too, right? So if you give me your shirt with your logo on it, I will wear that bad boy. <laughs> Excellent. Well, very good. Well, thank you, Trish, for being here today. I love it. I can't wait for this to come out. I'm so excited for it to be back. I know. We, yeah. We'll have, have you back, back again. again. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so lots, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. With lots to talk about. All right. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. If you'd like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, drop us an email at podcast at holeinthewall.com. And if you are interested in a Hole in the Wall franchise, please email us at franchise at holeinthewall.com. <laughs>